Hi everyone, Adam David Broughton here and welcome to another episode of the Broughton English Show where I talk to the best teachers, learners and motivators of the English learning world to share with you, my listeners, the best tips, tricks and techniques to help you practice and improve your English and finally get that English level you've always wanted. My feature guest today is Chris Roberts. Welcome Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks Adam. Chris, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, well, um, my name is Chris Roberts, and I'm an English teacher in Madrid. I've been teaching English for over 11 years now, and I've had the pleasure to meet many diverse and interesting people. Uh, what I've found over the last few years is that uh, people are quite keen to get into class and improve their language, and it, and it makes teaching English that, that much more fun. What's your favourite thing about teaching? One of my favourite things um, about teaching is seeing students progress. However, what gives me the greatest satisfaction is when students start actually using their language skills in situations they hadn't done before. They've gone on a conference or they start giving presentations. That gives me a real buzz. Right, absolutely. How did you get into teaching English? Well, I, I moved over here, as I said, 11 years ago. And I'd been teaching in the UK, but not teaching English. And I started with a, a language company. Um, really just to start earning some money. I knew I could teach, and the, the two and two went together, and just over time, I just enjoyed it more and more. The more I learned, the more I, I enjoyed teaching it. Absolutely. And what were you te teaching in England? Um, I, I taught uh, kids with special needs, autism and um, Asperger's. Okay. Are there any skills that you got from that that you employ in teaching English? Uh, I think always being positive. And a big thing for me was the positive approach, remaining positive um, with my students and, and just trying to find tapping into their worlds. It sounds a little bit sort of technical in that sense, but tapping into their worlds to find a way that they enjoyed learning. And I'd say that's probably the biggest thing that I found that transferred over to teaching uh, students English is finding the, the way that they learn um, and, and things that they find enjoyable to make the experience that much better. Good, absolutely. Nice. I mean, I think it's really important for, as, as a teacher myself and, and you yourself, that we always have to be learning something as well. Because when we're learning, we're able to you know, better understand our students. Are you learning anything at the moment? I wouldn't say that I'm learning anything um, academical at the moment. However, I am training for a marathon. And the whole process of losing weight, getting fit... Um, and actually running well has, has been enjoyable, seeing how I can sort of improve different aspects of my performance. So I've, I've a lot of research. I've been reading sort of different running blogs and uh, different websites, things like Strava and uh, these, app, these apps that give little tips about running technique, diet, and, and uh, et cetera. Have I've you done... seen an improvement? Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think it, to begin with, when I was suffering small injuries, little things that were hampering performance... Um, I'd get on the internet, okay, what's, uh, what's causing this? Or maybe it's the, the stride or the way that I'm hitting the floor with the, the bottom of my feet, is it the heel? Um, and little things like that. How, am I warming up correctly? Am I cooling down correctly afterwards? And I found that just looking at other people's experiences, more than anything, people's experiences, everyday person, the, the, the people in the street, the things that they were saying that had been through it, and that was a huge help for me. Oh, that's really interesting, yeah. Um, what difficulties are you experiencing in the learning process? Um, the, well, the difficulties I faced uh, were at the beginning, 
trying to do too much too soon and, and not fully appreciating the process. Uh, I was expecting to run sort of 42 kilometres in under four hours in just a few months. And it was almost impatience. Instead of just go, OK, I'm going to enjoy it, take my time, and almost let the process lead me as opposed to me leading the process. Mm-hmm. And I found that was a... Once that clicked, just enjoying what I was doing, and everything fell into place after that. Good, good. Nice. Well, good luck with the marathon. I hope you... Get a fantastic time and we'll yeah, finish first of all. I'll be happy to finish, yeah. Finishing is the important <laughs> thing. Okay, great. So, Chris, um, what have you brought to the show today? What would you like to share with our listeners? Okay, well, um, what I want to, to look at today is I, it's not about um, some grammar tips or anything like that. My, my wife's given me permission to, to, to talk about this. Um, but she's started running. She's got this personal journey, a journey into running. And several months ago, she started running. And her first effort was to go to the, the metro station, which is about 600 metres away. Um, after 600 metres, I mean, she, she was red. I mean, like beetroot, deep, deep purple red. Um, and she couldn't run back. She couldn't run back anymore. She trudged home and she felt quite disconsolate. I didn't understand why myself. And I said, look, you've just done 600 metres more than, than yesterday. Um, and I said, the next time you run, run to the metro and turn around and come back, run 50 metres more or 100 metres more. Just do a little bit more. Um, and even if it hurts, just put in that little bit of effort. And together we, we set about investing. Um, this is another word that has been resonating. We started resonating in some new running clothes and looking at ways to warm up and to cool down. Um, and I believe more importantly, we were investing in how to get our backsides out the door. And, and for me, this was, this was the thing. Start the activity because within a two, three, four, five minutes, you find yourself enjoying it. Um, and what started off as a difficult 600 metres is now consistent six, seven, eight kilometre runs wow. two, or, two or three times a week. Just on those small little improvements. This was it, just day. little things. Not look at, don't try and change the whole thing. Don't, like, as I said about my own experience for training for a marathon, don't think about 42 kilometres. Think about the first couple. How do I get out and start to start to build up? And now the first thing I've mentioned here is is how making small um, differences and improvements lead to a big, noticeable, and significant change. This is nothing new. The British cycling team, not so long ago, was in disarray. Top cycling manufacturers didn't want anything to do with them, and they were becoming a bit of a laughing stock. However, following the appointment of Dave Brailsford, things improved, and Dave used the theory of marginal gains. Basically, he looked at every single aspect of cycling, from saddles to materials for bike frames, from diet and nutrition to the way that the bikes were cleaned, right down to the mattresses the athletes slept on and the oils, the massage oils that were used in, in recovery. And the difference is that British cycling teams are now some of the, among the most uh, famous and successful teams in, in, in history. And the second point that I touched on is I, I, I've mentioned investment. Um, and I use this word instead of motivation, um, especially when teaching English. Uh, I, I feel that motivation seems to be something more internal. And if you don't succeed, it seems that well, this person wasn't motivated enough. And it seems to be a little bit of a, a negative aspect or a connotation with it. If this person hasn't succeeded, this person hasn't improved, this person hasn't progressed, it's because they're not motivated enough. 
And I find that that can put a bit of a downer on because you could be highly motivated, but you don't have the opportunity. So I'd like to look at this word um, investment. And if learners invest in the target language, they do so with this understanding that they will acquire a wider range of symbolic resources, language and education, friendship, and also some material resources. I mean, this, I'm talking about maybe like money from uh, a promotion or something like this. And as the value of language learners' cultural capital, shall we say, increases, so learners center themselves, their hopes for the future, and their imagined identities are reassessed. And is that, that identity again? Your, your identity is forever changing within interaction with your, your social and cultural uh, um, environment. Um, and there is an integral relationship between investment and identity, an identity which is theorized as multiple changing and a site of struggle. Um, and here, I mean, the, the construct of investment provides for a, a particular set of questions associated with learners' commitment to learning the target language. So in addition to asking, for example, to what extent is the learner motivated to learn the target language, we should ask, what is the learner's investment in the language practices of this classroom or community? Um, a learner may be highly motivated, uh, might be a highly motivated language learner, but may nevertheless have little investment in the language practices of a given classroom or, or community. So therefore, despite being highly motivated, a learner could be excluded from the language practices of a classroom, and in time, they could be positioned as a, a poor or unmotivated language learner. Alternatively, the, language, the learner's expectations of, of good language teaching may not be consistent with the language processes that, that the teacher is offering or promoted by the teacher. And the learner may therefore resist participating in language practices of the classroom where, with equally poor, poor results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Investment is key, isn't it? I mean, investing in your learning, what you put in... This is it. You get more back. This is it, yeah. And I, always, I, I just think that if you invest five minutes every day, you'll see the rewards. Okay, it might be, if you think in the, in the terms of, terms of um, a financial investment, if you only invest 10 euros a month, the, the, the growth is slower, but it's still growth. And you invest 100 euros, obviously the, the payback is, is bigger. And for me, it's investment. Every, everything that you put into it it's not about the motivation and stuff. Of course, you need, to, you need to be up for doing something. You need to have, be keen and have enthusiasm. But for me, five minutes learning a language is five minutes well spent. Absolutely. It's fantastic. And people think, just going back to the running thing, people sometimes get obsessed with those 42 kilometers of the marathon or the two hours of English practice that they think they need to do. Um, you don't need to do two hours every day. It doesn't need to be that. You don't need to run a marathon tomorrow. You just need to run those 600 meters like your wife did to this start. You Get just out need the to door. do five minutes, but every day. And it's this, it, yeah. just like going back to investment as well. It's this compound effect, isn't it? You know, I often say just add 1% to your learning every day. Do 1% more than yesterday. Just 1%. But over time, that becomes a huge amount. This is it, yeah. So investing in your learning, you get so much back. And it's absolutely important. Really good. So I think if you just read a book for five minutes and, or, or watch a series with subtitles for five minutes, talk in the shower, sing an English song. Yeah. And it's all these little things, like the British cycling team, that start to build up. And then you'll see that the, the effects are, are pretty 
pretty big in the end. Yeah, we we often think that in order to get fantastic results, you have to put a lot in. But really, some of the biggest and best and most important changes come from small changes, gradual, very, very small micro changes regularly and identifying these weaknesses and turning those into strengths. This but is every it. day, a little bit. It, it, and, and going back again, this, this training for the marathon, for me, it was changing the weaknesses and consistency. It wasn't about going out and running two hours every day. It wasn't about running uh, 50, 60 kilometers. Mm-hmm. It was about consistency, getting out there. And how can I improve a little thing? And I noticed that the, the times were, were shorter, the distances were longer, because those weren't the things I was focusing on. I was focusing on a little bit about my performance. How can I break it down? How can I deconstruct my performance to these micro levels, improve them and put them back together? And I went from running something like seven minutes for a kilometer down to about three, three minutes, 50. It's fantastic. Um, And obviously, okay, you still need that little bit of effort. You still got the individual, I've got to push myself a little bit. But just these little tweaks, these little fine tuning moments created a, a big difference. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's really important as you're learning a language to identify your weaknesses and work on those. I always say... Work on improving your weaknesses because your strengths will look after themselves. Um, and it's true, you're, you're what, what you're good at, you don't necessarily need to improve that much because it comes naturally to you. So those are your strengths. Yeah. But what are you making mistakes with? What are weaknesses? That's what you want to practice and improve on. So everybody listening here, when you're practicing English, when you're speaking English or listening to English, what do you make mistakes with? What things can you improve? Because you don't think I need to improve English. That's too global. What's do you need to improve in English? What are you making mistakes with? Identify your weaknesses and improve those. I find on a, a personal level, when I, speak in, when I speak in Spanish, and I think generally in language, quite often we talk in the past, we talk in the past simple, what I did at the weekend and the last time I went to the cinema. And one of my weaknesses is using past verbs. Mm-hmm. Just past verbs in the simple. So I look at them. How do I conjugate these verbs? And by doing that, I'm also subconsciously learning the root of the verb, and I find that's helped my present and my future tenses. Exactly. Just by focusing on my weaknesses, other mm-hmm. things fall into place, and I, I, and I find that my, I'm improving, improving yeah. day by day. Fantastic. It's really good. Identify your weakness, guys, and work on that. Okay, guys, now we're on to the lightning round. Are you ready, Chris? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Uh, Chris, what are the biggest reasons that English learners fail to make progress? I think time, but I would say that they think of English as a lesson and not maybe a way of life. Good, absolutely. And how can they avoid these pitfalls? I think by, as we were saying, just breaking it down. Instead of looking at, I've got to learn English, just think I'm just going to learn something and improve one aspect of my language. Good. Name three things every English learner should do every day to improve their English. Uh, I think the basic things are read, um, go over some of your notes, and also just try and look at those little weaknesses. Try and just change one thing every day. Good. I like that point about um, going over your notes. Often people think that um, when they learn something new, uh, it could be a new word, they look it up in the dictionary, they get the definition. They think that, oh, okay, that's it, the learning process is finished. Um, But really, that's where the practice starts. I mean, that's where you need to, when you learn the word... You need to practice it. 
That's Otherwise, it. you're going to forget it. Just looking at it in the dictionary is not enough. So when you write down notes, if you go to English classes or whatever, and you've got a notebook and you take, you take notes, just writing it down once in the class or when you learn it, that doesn't mean you've learned it. It's, that's the point where the learning process really starts, and you exactly. should practice that. So read your notes. It's very good advice. Okay, great. What's the best advice you've ever received that could help English learners? Best advice I've ever received? I think practice. And don't pressurize yourself. Don't pressurize yourself. Just enjoy the process. Good. It is easy to get obsessed with um, just like the 42 kilometers in the marathon, you know, be obsessed with this end goal. Yeah. There isn't really an end goal with learning English. You know, when do you finish learning English? There's not really a point, is there? This is, I think even natives are still learning. Of course, this absolutely. So, because in a language, there's always stuff to learn. So you're never going to know English like you can learn how to ride a bike. But it's just enjoying the process, like you said, Chris. Fantastic. Uh, can you recommend an online English resource? There's one, uh, people have, I think people have mainly heard of um, TED Talks, uh, which I, I think is a, is, a, is a great resource for, for different topics. But I've recently discovered TED Ed. And I find these quite good, these videos. They're four or five minutes. They're quite dynamic. And again, it's, it's breaking it down. You don't need to sit down for an hour every day. Just put a pair of headphones on. TED Ed, there may be something about philosophy or psychology. Four or five minutes. Um, it's quite short. It's quite dynamic. Ted and Ed. Ted is that through Ed. the TED Talks website? Is yeah, it part I, of the same I thing? I found it through YouTube, personally. Okay. And it's where I found this talk about Dave Brailsford and the, the theory of marginal gains. Okay. And there's lots of different topics. Four or five minutes, they've got images and, and, and visualizations. And I found it really, really useful and interesting. Everything that's, that's part of um, the TED series is just fantastic. I mean, every single video that you watch on TED, you learn something. You learn something new. It's so, so interesting. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Uh, what English learning practice book do you recommend? It's not a book, but I do recommend British Council. I mean, British Council, they've got uh, good uh, levels, different levels, um, different uh, reading activities and interactive activities. And also the, the BBC Grammar. I mean, again, it's quite, it's quite complex and uh, detailed, um, especially the six-minute English uh, which uh, you've got the listening and you've got the, the, the reading and comprehension, etc. So really, I mean, is it, I haven't got any magic stardust or anything. Those I find pretty good because they've got the different levels and they're also designed to be, I think, quite short again. Six-minute English is six-minute English. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. No, they're fantastic resources. Thanks a lot. Uh, what book have you read recently that you enjoyed? A book that I've read recently and that I've enjoyed is um, this uh, a guy who's run uh, ultra marathons, uh-huh. and this I mean this is the extreme. This is someone who goes out running all night. It's not um, educational, but it's about the, the the process, about going through it, enjoying the process. And he he went out running one night, and he he come back with blisters on his feet. His, his feet were red raw. And now he's running 150, 200 kilometers. I think I know this one. What was the name of the book? I, um, I think it's Ultra, Ultra Marathon Runner or The Ultra Runner. Okay, I'll find it and link well, it up yeah. in the show notes after. So it's, um, uh, it's a fascinating book about somebody who just wanted to see how much further he could go. And again, as, as, as Adam said, it's, it wasn't about focusing on an end goal. It's like, what more can I do? Wow, that's interesting. You're thinking yeah. about an ultra marathon already. I haven't even run a normal <laughs> marathon. Take it easy. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Good.
Good luck with that. Okay, okay thanks a lot. Um, so, Chris, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, before we leave, please give our listeners a parting piece of guidance or motivational quote message and tell us the best way that we can connect with you. And uh, what I would say, um, my, my best piece of advice is, again, as, as, I've, as I've already mentioned, I, I've worked in schools and I'd get parents come in and say, oh, Pepe's done all his English homework on, a, on Friday night in an hour. We're really pleased. And I'd always, I'd always say, no, no. I said, I think for me, it's better 10 minutes every day, 10 minutes every day to, to think about it, try and immerse in the language, in the culture. And I think that 10 minutes every day is better than one hour once a week. Um, and, and for me, that's, that's the best piece of advice I can give. Something every day in English, just so your brain gets used to formulating sentences, to understanding different situations you'll be in. Fantastic. Okay. And the best way that we can connect with you? Um, I would say probably by email. Um, I, I, I can give an email address at the end of the show. And, okay, uh, yeah, I'll link it up in the show notes. Okay. Thanks a lot, Chris. Thanks it's very been much. great Alan. to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Thanks. Do you want to improve your speaking, listening, and pronunciation? Well, you're in the right place. I wrote two ebooks which are available for free on my website The Definitive Guide to Improving Fluency and the Listening and Pronunciation Mastery Manual. Just head over to my website, adbroughton.com, leave your email, and I'll send those in PDF format so you can read them on any device. Get to my website, download those for free today. <laughs>